Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world, one mind at a time. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Freedom to Coach podcast, which is all about niche drama. And the reason we're doing this episode is because we want you to stop indulging in your niche drama because it is not necessary. And all it's doing is leaving you in indecision, blocking you from doing anything further with your business and just leaving you spinning and spinning and spinning. And guess what? It is not necessary. Am I right? Absolutely. While you're stuck in niche drama, you are not going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is why do you think you need to pick a niche? That I find the most interesting thing. And I've been working with a few coaches and it's it's almost like who came up with this idea, right? And it's like, yes. Obviously, of course, it is marketing. It is marketing 101 to really get specific and niche down. But if that's what's stopping you on moving forward, then why are you choosing to believe that you have to pick a niche? If it's not helping you move forward with your business, then stop indulging in it, right? So that's what I really want you to think about. Why do you believe you have to pick a niche? Because let's face it, lots of coaches and lots of really well-known coaches that we know started off without a niche. They just started off coaching all of the people on all of the things and then as they developed their craft more and they worked more with people, they decided or found those people that they enjoyed working with the most. And that's Mm. how they created the niche from their own experience of working with clients, what they enjoyed doing, who they enjoyed working with. And from there, they created their own niche. Mm. Absolutely. And it's like any business. I mean, coming from my first business, uh, just to see how much that's evolved, right? from what I started doing and the clients I started serving, it's completely different. And that's exactly how it works. And like you just said, you know, if you want to start off general life coaching, then do it. You know, I was working with a client and she was like, I want to just be a general life coach. Okay, what's the problem? (laughs) You know, it's so interesting. And, and, uh, you know, there can be two separate niches it can be the niche of the people you work with and then it can be the niche of your type of coaching service right but if you're even getting stuck in both then you know how about you choose all right general life coaching fine then maybe who you do it for or the other way around, right? It, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. And then it's like, well, what is general life coaching? What do you make that mean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The most important thing is just get started. Make mm-hmm. the decisions that you need to get started coaching. To get started in your business. You know, 
people can make not being able to decide on a niche mean that they can't create their website because they don't know, you know, how to target their copy or, you know, can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other because I don't make a decision. Well, make a decision not to make a decision and just go ahead anyway. You know, all you really need on a website is who you are and what you do. And if you just want to do general life coaching, then you just talk about general life coaching. People will find you. You will find your people. And from that, as Gemma, you know, as we've both already said, from there you'll define your own niche. Because like Gemma, you know, the people I started out working with in my other business are totally different to the people I work with now. And it's because it's basically through trial and error. You know, I started off working with the niche that I was in and it really didn't work that well for me. So over time, the people that came to me shifted and I was able to work out who I did and didn't like working with and then build my business around those people and around finding those people. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. You know, we always say that business is a case of, learning, testing, tweaking, trial and error. So if you get started, then you can start that trial and error process straight up. Whereas if you get stuck in indecision, then you're not getting anywhere and you're not learning anything. Absolutely. And I strongly believe that niche drama is just an excuse because exactly like what you said, it you know, it's a stalling tactic oh, I don't know my niche yet, so I can't write my copy. You know, I don't know my niche yet, so I can't write my website. Yeah. Really? You know, it's totally a stalling tactic, so I really, really suggest and I want you to look into that. What is the true reason you're deciding not to pick a niche? It's not that you can't. It's because you're deciding not to. So, what's really going on there why are you putting it off that's that's the big question Mm, yeah it's what's the underlying reason is it because you're scared to go into business on your own is it because you're scared to leave your day job and make your business your main hustle you know Mm. what's going on do you not think you're ready do you what's the fear that's holding you back from making a decision because making a decision is not actually hard it's just a uh, making a choice mm-hmm. and absolutely and there is no right choice nope. it's just make a decision and go with it and then further down the line if you decide that's not necessarily the decision for you anymore change that decision and go with something else that's how life oh. works you don't oh, need for to sure. pick something that you're going to stick with for the next 20 years. You don't need to do that. You can decide how you want to run your business and who you want to work with and when you want to change your mind. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of running your own business. Absolutely. I love I love that so much. It's it's yeah, it, it's it's just a decision right and like he said it's not concrete it's so interesting we we get so caught up in making 
decisions and we turn them into such a drama. It's like, because I need to make the right one. Well, there is no right one. The decision you make now, today, when you finish listening to this podcast, you make your niche decision. Your niche decision. That is not (laughs) two words to say in a row. (laughs) And it's only early morning here. There has been no wine or anything involved yet. Just making that clear. (laughs) Yep, nope, just can't say those two words together. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) When you finish listening to this podcast, you are making your niche decision and that's it move on make the decision because guess what you can change it (laughs) if it's not the right right thing in six months work on something else that that's all there is to it nothing is concrete you're not oh my god so when I make this decision that's the rest of my life that's the rest of my business and I can't fix or change anything no I think that's the the biggest issue when I really delve into why people struggle making decisions. It's this fear of getting stuck with that decision, right? Like it's it's out of our control to change it, you know, and and that's the thing. It's completely in your control to choose the niche you want, like do as you wish with it discover what works, what doesn't. It's not as though it's your business niche separate two things out of your control, not at all. They're both 100% in your control. And it's up to you to decide who you want to work with, why you want to work with them, or just jump straight in with whatever and see how that works for you. Mm. You know, it, it's not not in your control at all. But the important thing is once you've made the decision, you need to stick with it for I'd say six months, but I honestly believe a minimum of 12 months because you, if you decide on your niche and you get six weeks in and you're like, oh, no, this isn't right, the best use of your time and your energy then is to deal with your own mind drama about it. This is the decision I made. The commitment I made was for 12 months. So I'm just going to stick with it because, you know, even if in 12 months' time you've really decided that it's not the niche that you want, you've done a lot of learning and a lot of testing and a lot of tweaking over that time. So then when you do decide to change, if you decide to change after that 12 months, you have a lot of data behind you and, you know, you've got a lot of learning behind you. So you're not just flipping a coin or throwing a dart at the dartboard to decide on your next niche or make your next decision. You've got some some backup there to help you make that decision as to, okay, this didn't work or this didn't work the way I wanted it to work. What am I going to change? How am I going to change? And then I'm going to move in that direction for the next 12 months because you don't want to get in this in the cycle of making a decision, sticking with it for six weeks, and then going back into, oh, no, that wasn't the right one, and going back into indecision. That's not going to move. Mm-hmm. Make your decision, stick with it for a minimum of 12 months, deal with any brain drama that comes up, either, you know, self-coach or talk to your own coach about it, and then move on from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so brilliantly said. And 
And now the next thing I want to talk about as well is testing a niche, right? Now, this is step I see coaches time after time after time making this mistake. So first of all, they may or may not have spent, you know, all of this time choosing the, you know, right niche, deciding all of that. But then the issue is they go out into the marketplace that niche doesn't even exist. So that's what you need to actually do first. So it's not just about, I want to work with these people. I want to help them with this. Great. Who are those people? Where are those people? Do they exist? So it's also about the research. You can't just blatantly decide these are the people I want to help. This is it. I mean, you can 100%. But you need to then test the niche. And there's two things you need to test. One, do they exist? And two, do they have the money? Well, And three, where are they at with coaching, right? Is coaching something they want? If it's not, that's going to make your life so much harder. Or it's going to help you understand, all right, they're not really aware of coaching so now my copy and everything I do needs to educate them first of the importance of what coaching is and why they should do it to help them before you even get to the next like, part of reaching out to these people. So that's what is really important as well. And before you do commit to that for a year, you do need to make sure, one, these people are there, and two, they have the money to pay for coaching. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, it, you're just going to go in blind. And that year of testing that and seeing what works and what doesn't, it's, yeah, you're going to have a very challenging time. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, pardon my language, but you're going to be pushing shit uphill. Yeah. You really want to pick a niche that is aware of coaching and at least has mm-hmm. some degree of awareness of the benefits of coaching because otherwise you've got a really long, hard slog, like Gemma said, ahead of you to get them to the point that they're ready to consider coaching, you know, before you can try and convert them. It's like ideally you want someone who's already done that pre-work. It's like they know yeah. they've got a problem and they're looking for someone to help them, and they're looking for a coach to help them. That's an ideal place to start Um, because then your focus is on converting them and how you particularly can help them, not trying to educate them on what coaching is and why it's important and, you know, doing all that back work. Absolutely. I mean, it's really different, for example, than, you know, a like a fast-moving consumer good, right? It's so different. You don't need to educate someone that they're hungry. You can probably catch them at some point throughout the day when they're hungry and they want a chocolate bar or whatever it may be. And, you know, if you have an injury or if you, you know, you've hurt your shoulder, you already know and you're aware you're in that research stage looking for, you know, a physio or a massage therapist or whatever it may be. Looking for a solution. 
Yeah, you need them in that solution searching phase, right? So you know that they're aware they have a problem and they're like, hmm, where can I look for some help? Who can help me with this? What's going on? Heard about this life coaching thing. You know, my friends are doing it, like whatever it may be. But, you know, you know, you need to catch them one, you know, they've got the injury and they need the help type situation or they're hungry, they want a chocolate bar, right? That's when you need to get them. Not, I want to work with this person and this person and, and they may be out there, but they don't want coaching, right? It, it's It's so interesting to me that people get so caught up in picking a niche and then they haven't actually tested to see if the niche exists and if they're hungry for coaching. Mm, yeah, they just pick the niche and they just start out with it and then they wonder why they can't find any clients. Yeah. yeah well, totally. found some clients but they're not willing to commit to the investment. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I guess my next point as well would be I'm sure many listeners are wondering, okay, so how do I find that out? You know, think about think about yourself. Like why, why and when did you start searching for coaching? What was going on in your head? What were you thinking about? You know, start to go back that 10 steps of when you were that person thinking about coaching. Mm. What was going through your head? And what you was know, going on in life? Yeah. What was going on in your life? What was going on in your head? Why were you okay to pay that investment as well? So first of all, tap back into you and try and reconnect with your reason, what was happening with you. Why did you decide on coaching? And that's really going to help you then source and look out for your niche and what their problems may be and why they would choose to source coaching. That will really, really help you. Now, another good way as well, um, you know, like if you want to get really specific with the research, the best place to start looking is to find them. <laughs> Go out onto the wide world of the internet and see where they are. The best place to start, of course, first up, Facebook groups, right? The Facebook groups of your niche, if they exist, if they do, great. Jump in these groups. See what people are talking about. See what's happening in their lives, what problems they have. Are they thinking about coaching? That's your best place to start, and it's super easy research, very light research. So really go out and find these people. Instagram pages, Facebook pages, um, blogs right? Things that they're following and doing, really pay attention to those and jump in. And if the niche you're thinking about working with doesn't exist in any of those, then that's a really good indication that maybe this group of people aren't really out there. That's your best like, place to start just to make sure this group of people are a group of people, right? That's what a niche is, a group of people. And I mean, I did that type of work again, when I first started my other business, it's mm. I, I my niche was working with mums in business. 
So I was a mum myself. My kids were a bit older, but I just jumped into all of these mums in business, Facebook groups and forums and hung out there a lot to see what kind of questions were being asked. You know, what what did people want to know? What struggles were people having um, in their business that I could help with? What kind of language were they using? Um I suppose in a lot of ways this is the kind of fun part of it. It's like you're just getting in and jumping in the pool and testing the waters and playing around a bit and seeing what's happening and what's there. Totally. But it's a really important learning experience uh, because that's, you know, that's where you get the the feedback and you can test things out too. You know, Mm -hmm. put up a question in the group, see what kind of responses that you get, um, do a survey, although... When I say do a survey, a lot of those get ignored. But you can do something fun like, you know, just ask a a question and if your answers are yes, then give me a smiley face in the comments. If it's a no, you know, give me a love heart in the comments, something like that. Make it a bit more fun. Um, But there's lots of ways that you can use those forums and those groups to get the information that you want to help you make the decision on who you're going to serve and how you're going to serve them. Absolutely. For sure. And, you know, if you aren't starting out there as, you know, very general, general life coaching, it's for you, it's more about helping people with whatever problem they have. I mean, as, as life coaches, we can help with any problem, right? We may choose to niche into one particular problem because it's, um you know more personal to us and we've had that transformation and we can help but as a life coach we can help with any problem we know that you know the root cause of any problem is always your thinking so as coaches we uncover people's thinking so we can solve anything right but you know if you are still doing a general life coaching there is still some research that you want to do Right, because if you're opening it up to a very, very, very broad, large amount of people, then you still have to find them. Where are the ones that want general life coaching? Right, it's kind of still a niche. It kind of (laughs) is. You still have to do the research and find them. It still is a niche. Yeah, because you're still you're still trying to find the people that would want to work with you and that would be willing to pay what you what you charge so yeah but um you've actually just made me think of something really interesting that I heard I can't remember if it was in a live class or a podcast or something but it's that we tend to teach that which we most need to learn and that's why you find like Gemma said you know weight loss coaches are often people who have overcome their struggle with weight And, you know, my, well, business coaches are those that have overcome their own mind drama and everything about their businesses. So if you, if you do want to start somewhere with a niche, start thinking about that. How has coaching most enhanced your life? What have you Mm -hmm. learned the most from it? Because then you've got something that you can relate to your clients with. You know, Mm -hmm. you understand the journey. You've been on the journey yourself 
And again, if it's not something, you know, say that you initially started in coaching because you want you wanted to lose weight, but you don't particularly want to be a weight loss coach, try it. Try it on for size. See how it goes. You're, you're building your knowledge and your coaching practice and, you know, like I said before, along the way, you might find people that finish their weight loss journey with you, but then are interested in coaching about something else that interests you. And then that's a, an area that you could move into. Like life is a journey and a learning experience. So don't ever be afraid about making the wrong decision. Like we said before, there are yeah. no decisions. As long as you keep an open mind to learning and to growing from whatever decision you make you're on a winner yeah I absolutely love that because imagine if you're you know that six months into it of you know you didn't really want to um coach on on weight loss like you said but you've you're still in there getting that experience so imagine if you spent all of that time being like I can't do this I can't do that I can't start I can't write my website so I don't know my niche Right, but imagine what you would have learned six months down the track if you just made the decision that, right, let's do this, let's test it. Okay, cool, people are there, I'm in. Exactly. And then imagine six months later the learning you would have gotten mm. instead of, you know, not making that decision. Yeah, and the knowledge like you would have gained because, you know, if you decide mm. weight loss is going to be your, let's call it a temporary niche or a beginner's niche. And oh, so beginner's niche, yeah. Beginner's niche, there you go. And so you throw yourself into it. You yeah. throw yourself into developing your website based on this. You throw yourself into developing your marketing funnel and your marketing plan. You learn how to do your Facebook ads yeah. based on mm -hmm. it. And, you know, at the end of that six or 12 months, you've got so much knowledge that you can then throw at whatever you want to try next. Uh -huh. it's uh -huh. just, Absolutely. It's just a case imagine, of getting yourself out of inaction. Yeah, but imagine if you didn't, for that whole year of everything you've learned, Facebook ads, absolute funnels, how to create them, how to write them, how to do them, how to put them through, how to test them, how to do everything. What if you didn't even get one client that whole 12 months, right? Do you honestly believe that 12 months was a waste of time? Absolutely not. Mm -mm. Because how much have you grown as a person? How much have you learned? Like you are deep in a whole year of business. That is amazing. It's, you know, never, ever, ever say no to learning. Like you just said, life is a journey. And imagine that journey in that whole year like that's what's beautiful. That's what's amazing. You've grown as a person so much and what you've learned and the resilience you've created and the failing and trying again, the failing and trying again. You're, you're literally a new person now and one hell of a badass coach, let me tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I guess, I guess the main message that we have here is, Pick your beginner's niche. If it mm -hmm. makes it easier to think about it, think about it that way. This is your beginner. Yeah. You may find at the end of that 12 months that you love coaching with the people you've chosen. You love the niche. Yeah. 
that you've chosen. You've learned so much more about it. You've grown so much more around it. You know, it might be at the end of that 12 months that you want to continue with it. You've got all these amazing ideas of how to take it further, but you won't know if you don't just make a decision and get started. Absolutely. So that that's it. Decide on your beginner's niche and off you go. Isn't that why you became a coach in the first place? To help others. And every day you're deciding not to choose your beginner's niche. You're just putting off helping all those people that you really, really want to help. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So as always, thanks for being here. And please remember, stop the niche drama and decide on your beginner's niche. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.